Well, good morning. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, another day, and it's good to see you today. And uh, children, you are encouraged that there is a time for you that right now through the back door. So just encourage you for this and for all of our children in doing so. And uh, as we also pray for our vacation Bible school that will be coming up here very, very soon. And what a wonderful ministry ministry this is. And so uh, just thank you for your presence this morning and thank you for this time and for the joy that we have in sharing together in worship uh, this morning. I ask that you take your Bibles, if you would please, and would you turn to the book of Genesis, the first book in the Bible, Genesis chapter 5, and I want to begin reading in verse 21 and read... Uh, about five or six verses here this morning, and then we'll just talk and talk about Methuselah's father. Uh, my oldest grandson asked me the other day about Methuselah and how old Methuselah was. Well, we find out, and we find out about his dad. Genesis chapter 5, verse 21. Enoch lived 65 years, and he had, he begot Methuselah. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years, and he had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Methuselah lived 187 years, and he had, he begot Lamech. After he begot Lamech, Methuselah lived 782 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Methuselah were 969 years, and then he died. Well, this is the time when we do, we come to worship the Lord and we lift up the name of Jesus Christ. But this is the day that we honor our fathers. And it's interesting how Father's Day began. It was back in 1910 that there was a lady named Sonora Dodd in Spokane, Washington. Now, she was sitting in a church service on a Mother's Day, and she was listening to the sermon about mothers. And as she was listening to this sermon about mothers, she thought about her father. Now, her father was a war veteran. Her mom died early in life, so for all of the years of her life and her siblings, her brothers and sisters, they had been brought up by their father. And uh, her dad, her father, was a very devout and godly man. And she thought it would be a wonderful thing to have a, a special time to honor her father and all fathers. Uh, because he was born in the month of June, she was able to have a special day honoring her father on the third Sunday of June in 1910 in Spokane, Washington. We know that many years later, Lyndon Johnson, President Lyndon Johnson, signed the proclamation declaring that this third Sunday in June 
would be set aside as Father's Day, a day when we would recognize and honor and pay tribute to our earthly fathers. Now, there is something special about a dad. A dad and his children, families when they are in church together, a dad and their children in church together. I heard about this little boy who was uh, sitting with his daddy in church, and just like we did, they had the offering time, and the offering was coming by, and the offering was approaching. And the little boy said to his daddy, he said, Dad, he says, don't pay for me. He said, I'm under five. (laughs) Well, I think about one of the sweetest things I've ever heard was in a school one day that a teacher said to a little boy, what's the nicest thing your dad ever did for you. A little boy without hesitation said, he married my mother. So it's a beautiful thing when we think about fathers. And when we come to the Word of God, when we read the Bible, we find that it has a great deal to say about fathers. We find many teachings and many directions and words of guidance for fathers. We find many examples of fathers in the Bible. For example, we think about Abraham, who was the father of the Hebrew race and was also the father of the faith. We think about David. David, who was a great king, but when it comes right down to it, David was not a very good father. We think about Joseph, Joseph in the New Testament. Joseph, who was the legal father, the foster father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Joseph seemed to be a a strong, silent, godly kind of man. In fact, you, you never really hear Joseph say anything in the Gospels. It's just we have the accounts of his dreams and and all of the things that he did for his family. We think about the prodigal's father in Luke chapter 15 when the prodigal son said, remember that he had taken his inheritance and he had wasted it all and he'd come right down where he was hitting rock bottom and he says, I will arise and I will go to my father. Now it pictures to us the wonderful love of our Heavenly Father. And really, when you look at it from Luke chapter 15, the the parable that we read, and we often call it the parable of the prodigal son, really, in all honesty, it's the parable of a loving, waiting, patient father, a picture of our Heavenly Father. So we want to talk about fathers today, and I've chosen perhaps an unusual father. We should know something about a man named Methuselah. Uh, Methuselah is known as the oldest man who ever lived. And according to the Bible, the words that we just read, he lived 969 years. Now, we won't go into this, but but, but you just, just think about a person, someone living 969 years. Now, to me, that's unimaginable. And, boy, you get several people who live over 900 years, that'll break Social Security, won't it? Or Medicare, or whatever else it may be. 
His father is more familiar to us because we know that his father is Enoch. We know that Enoch was a man who walked with God. But there's something in Genesis chapter 5 that, that we cannot miss. And, and for years I, I missed this, and I, I don't want us to miss it. Verse 21 says, if you go back to the text, there in Genesis 5, verse 21 says that Enoch lived for 65 years and then he had Methuselah. Then in verse 22, it says, and Enoch walked with God after he had Methuselah. Had you ever noticed that before? Enoch began to walk with God after he became a father. Now, parenthood changes you. Uh, I've seen this through the years. Uh, People are away from church. They get married. They have children. And they say this, you know, we haven't been in church like we should. But we have a baby now, or we have small children now, and... We decided to come back to church. Well, God bless them for doing that. It changes you when uh, when you become a parent. Uh, it seems to have been this kind of circumstance or circumstances that caused Enoch to begin to walk with God. Now, remember, uh, the land was sinful. I mean, uh, it was bad. The flood had not come, and... Remember that God is going to speak to a man named Noah about what was to happen. But over these next few moments, let me just take, I just want to give you some suggestions, just some, some words, and words to fathers. I'd say words to really to all of us, fathers, mothers, and to each and every one of us this day that I hope will help, first of all, help dads, help parents be that in that kind of dad in your heart that you know that what God would want you to to be based on the life of this man Enoch. Now the first thing I, I want to say to all of our fathers and to each and every one is this. Be sure that you are on the right path. Now look at it again. Enoch walked with God. That means that Enoch started in the right direction, he was on the right path. You know, it was a difficult day when Enoch came along. It was a society much like our society. We live, yes, in an anti-Christ society, anti-Christian society. In fact, it was a society that made it difficult to be the kind of man that you ought to be. Anybody find it that way today? To be that kind of man, that woman, that you ought to be living in this kind of society today. But when Methuselah was born, something happened to Enoch. The Bible says that he began to walk with God. Now that means that he got on the right path. He started going God's way. He was headed in the right direction. That means that Enoch, he opened his heart and his life to the Lord and he received the Lord. Now let me ask you this morning, have you done that? 
Have you received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, serving Him as your Lord? Are you saved? Are you born again? That you can point to that time in your life that you say that, yes, I I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. And it was only because of the cross, because of Jesus Christ, His death, His shed blood that forgave me of my sins, that I turn from my sins and I turn to the Savior and I ask the Lord Jesus Christ. I confessed Him, called upon Him to be my Savior and my Lord. Have you done that? Are you on the road? Are you on that path that leads to heaven? And I would also ask parents, and yes, grandparents, okay, where are you leading your sons and daughters? Where are you leading your grandchildren? Dad, set the spiritual direction of your family. Let Jesus Christ be the center of your life and get on the right path. The Apostle Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 1, verse 21, this verse, that for to me to live is Christ, to die is gain. I like the way J.B. Phillips paraphrases this. For to me to live is Christ and to die is more of Christ. Now let's all be honest. What would you say right there? That if there is that statement in your life, for me to live is what? Okay? You fill in the blank. What would it be? What would it be to you if you put anything there instead of Jesus Christ? You cannot say in your heart and your life that you have to say that to die is lost. You cannot say that to die is gain or to die is more of Christ. Put Jesus in the center of your life. Give Jesus Christ the priority in your life. Enoch got on the right path. Now, we have cause to believe that Methuselah also got on the right path, that he started heading in the right direction. We certainly have cause to believe that Methuselah was also able to lead his sons and daughters to know the Lord. When we come into uh, into this world, we are born, yes, as the Bible says, with a sinful nature. And all of us need to repent, to turn from our sins and receive Jesus Christ into our heart and life. And what a privilege it is when a parent, when a mother or father can lead that son or that daughter to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So the first word that I would give to you today is to be sure that you're headed God's way, that you're headed on the right path, you're headed in the right direction. Then the Bible says that Enoch walked with God after he had Methuselah. Now that means that... uh, You also need to be sure that you're going at the right pace. You're on the right path, but be sure you're going at the right pace. It means that you're walking at the pace that God is going. On my phone, maybe you have this. I have an app for a pedometer. You know what a pedometer is. It just kind of helps me know how many steps I've taken in a day. 
helps me as I walk, helps me know how many miles, all of these particular... And it's very helpful. And there's several apps that are out there as a pedometer that can help you to know how many steps that you're taking. Well, you know, I think sometimes we need a spiritual pedometer, don't we? That we need those particular things in our life that will help us know that we're going to be at the right pace. The Bible asks the question, can two walk together except they be agreed? It means that you are living the way God wants you to live. It means that you're on the journey, that you're walking the way God wants you to live. You're on that journey and you're walking the way that God wants you to walk. You're not walking in darkness. You're walking in His light. Well, as little boys and girls begin to walk, we need to be sure that they're walking at the right pace. Fathers and mothers have a teaching responsibility to children, teaching them to walk in the Lord, in the ways of God. In the early years, when you teach, they, they may not appreciate, appreciate it as much as they should. You, you may have heard this, but it goes like this. When I was four years old, I thought my daddy could do anything. When I was five, I thought my dad sure knows a lot. When I was six, I said, well, my dad is smarter than your dad. When I was eight, I said, my dad doesn't know exactly everything. When I was ten, I said, well, in olden days, when my dad grew up, things were really different. When I was twelve, I said, oh, well, naturally, dad doesn't know anything about that. He's too old. When I was fourteen, I said, don't pay any attention to my dad. He's so old-fashioned. When I was twenty-one, I said, him? Huh. Hopelessly out of touch. When I was 25, I said, uh, Dad knows a lot about it, but he should. He's been around a long time. After all, he's had a lot of experience. When I was 40, I said, I wonder how Dad would have handled it. He is was so wise. And when I was 50, I said, I'd give anything if Dad were here now so I could talk it over with him. Too bad that I didn't appreciate how smart he was. I could have learned a lot from him. Well, dads and moms, they can learn a lot from you. Yes, you have a teaching responsibility in the home. Ephesians 6 verse 4 says, Fathers, some translations just says, Parents, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and in the admonition of the Lord. It is important to spend time with your children. And, you know, that's a big issue still with many men today. There's men I know of that work from home. And yet they're still busy with their work because they have an office at home. But men work hard, just as women work hard. There are those who get up early that work late. But I say to you today, take time to be with your sons and your daughters. I read this, and I never did follow him. I want you to hear me, okay? And I do not follow him now. But I think some of us remember... Jim Baker, the, praise the Lord, the PTL fame and all that took place in his life. 
Remember that Jim Baker went to prison. And his son, Jamie Charles, Jay, had a hard time. Jamie Charles, Jim Baker's son, got into drugs and a rebellious lifestyle. Uh, after Jim Baker went to prison, uh, his son, Jamie Charles, went one day to prison to spend a day with his dad. Now, at the end of the day, Jamie Charles said, get this, Dad, this has been the best day of my life. I spent my whole life trying to get your attention. I wanted to spend just one day with you and have you to myself. Now, men, don't uh, find yourself in one of life's prison houses before you. Ladies, don't do the same. To realize the things that really matter in life. This man Enoch, he, he walked with God. That means that he was on the right path. Enoch walked with God. That means that he was going at the right pace, seeking to lead his children and his family in the ways of God. Finally, it also means that you be sure that you're going to the right place. Now catch this. The Bible says that Enoch walked with God, and then he was not, for God took him. That means that Enoch went to heaven without dying. One little girl put it this way. She just said, Enoch and God, God were walking along one day, and God just said, Enoch, you know, you're closer more to my house than we are to yours, so just let's just come on home. And he did. So Enoch walked with God. Then he went to heaven, transferred to heaven without ever dying. He went to glory. He never died. But his son, remember, we read that, didn't we? Methuselah died according to this passage of Scripture. Now, you kind of wonder, I wonder, who do you think was the first person that met Methuselah when he got to the gates of glory? I kind of have a feeling that it might have been Enoch. Leave it to your music minister, okay? Chalk one up for him. He heard this message in the early service, and he said, you know, he said, I think when uh, Enoch met Methuselah, Enoch said to his son, what took you so long, all right? 969 years. Well, Methuselah met his dad. Enoch, by walking with God, had, had led his son to the right place. Now, just imagine for a moment that you're going to a funeral, and the funeral is your funeral. Now, what are your friends, what are your acquaintance going to say about you at your memorial service? More important than that, what will your family say about you? Where are you leading them? Fathers and mothers, you're leading your children somewhere. Did you know that? 
Will you meet them in heaven? Enoch walked with God, and he was not. God took him. Methuselah lived 969 years, and he died. Where did he go? He went to heaven. One little boy came home one Sunday morning. He'd been to Sunday school. He'd been to church. And as some dads do, dad stayed home on Sunday morning. He didn't go to church with his family. He did some work around the computer, and then he began to turn on the TV and watch sports, watch the ball game. Well, the little boy came home from Sunday school, came home from church, and he he was kind of fiddling around at at his daddy's knees, and he was trying to get his dad's attention. Okay, Dad was focused in, watching the game. After a while, the little fellow jumped up into his daddy's lap, and uh, daddy held him, daddy hugged him, and And just let him sit there. The little boy looked at his dad. And he said, Daddy, he said, "Uh, guess what the Sunday school teacher asked me this morning? She asked, when we died, where did we want to go? Well, now that got dad's attention. He took the remote and put it on mute. He looked down at the little boy, and he asked his son, he said, Well, what did you tell your teacher? The little boy crawled up a little closer, and he just kind of cupped his hands around his daddy's face, and he whispered into his daddy's ears. He said, I told the teacher, when I die, I want to go where my daddy goes. Well, that's what God used to bring an old sinner, man, dad, back to God. Sir, when you die, where have you led them? Ma'am, when you die, Where have you led them? Well, this isn't the last we hear about Enoch because uh, the New Testament tells us something about Enoch. And we find it in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5. And Hebrews chapter 11 is just God's, really God's hall of fame of faith that the Bible just goes down and names some of God's great servants. And Enoch is one of them. Hebrews 11.5 says this, By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Boy, wouldn't that be a great epitaph on a tombstone? He pleased God. 
God. She pleased God. Be sure you're on the right path. Be sure that you're going at the right pace, walking with the Lord each and every day, trusting Him, spending time in His Word, time in prayer, leading your children, and be sure, yes, that you're going to the right place. You may be one this morning, you're sitting there, and maybe you didn't have a loving earthly father. Maybe your father didn't know the Lord. And maybe there's just some things in your life that maybe days like this are kind of hard. And so just remember that the Holy Spirit's role, that the Spirit of God's role is to teach you how to respond to a father who relates to you only in perfect love. And that God loves you perfectly and enables you to know how you can live like a child of the king, a child of royalty. In a few moments, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. We are going to have a closing song. But I want to say to you today, do you know Christ as your Savior? Do you know him? as Lord, that He is the boss, He is the master, He is Lord of your life. Receive Him as your Savior. Serve Him as your Lord. Do so today. If you've never trusted in Christ, then let this be the day. Am I talking to a father who needs to give his life to Christ? A mother? A family? Turn your life and give your life to the Lord Jesus to admit that, yes, you're a sinner, to turn from your sin, to turn to the Savior and say yes to the Lord Jesus. Come to the Lord today. Follow the Lord Jesus Christ in believer's baptism. Follow him as his disciple. Be a part of this church family, to be a part of this church. It may be today that there's a decision you need to make, and I'll be sitting here, standing here, And you can come to me or to one of our staff. And if you need to visit with us, if you need to pray with us, we're here to help you, to help you in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So would you bow with me as we pray, as we share? Lord God, we thank you, Father. We have many examples of fathers, earthly fathers in your word. Some good, some not so good. But Lord, help us, Lord, that we'll look to you as our Heavenly Father. We'll look to the Lord Jesus Christ in every way. And we'll seek, O God, Lord, every day, Lord, to grow, yes, in the grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, that we will be on the right path. We'll go at the right pace. And yes, Lord God, we'll be going to the right place. Father, that uh, we pray for Christian homes, fathers and mothers, Christ-centered homes, that in a day just like it was in the day and time of an Enoch, Lord God, 
that we live in a place, Lord God, for those that uh, just despise and mock and have a reproach and disrespect for the things of God. Help us to be faithful. Help us to be true to your word. Help us to look to you always. And Lord, yes, we trust in you with all of our heart. We do not lean upon our own understanding, but in all of our ways. Lord God, we will acknowledge you, and you'll clear the way. You'll make the path straight. May your spirit speak to those this morning. May their hearts and lives, Lord, be tender, Lord, towards you. Lord, that you move just now in our midst, and your spirit have the freedom to, Father, to come, to move just now. And, Lord, there would be that response, the courage, the strength that you would give those today to make that commitment in Jesus' name. For we pray this in his name that we do pray, in Jesus' name, amen.